Welcome to the Reflecting Him podcast, where we dive deep into discussing what it's like to live a bold and spirit-filled Christian life. We are your hosts, Casey Slack and Brian Murphy. We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you so much. Guys, I'm excited about this because the spiritual realm is such a broad topic, but we're going to talk about five truths about the spiritual realm. Come on. Um, Just kind of an introduction, if you will, to what the spiritual realm is. Um, I'm just going to put it out there, guys. Very, um, I want to say few Christians, but there's a good majority of Christians that don't really have knowledge about when it comes to the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um, and it, I believe personally, because of my walk uh, with, with God and how the spiritual realm um, was introduced to me and how I've also um, come to know what the spiritual realm is, um, I want to just come on here and talk about um, some simple truths about it so that others can know about what it is and how it affects our daily life, um, how it affects our walk with God, um, and just knowing about it, about what, you know, what demons are, you know, how demons affect our everyday life, you know? And so the ignorance of the spiritual realm actually has consequences Mm. because people are in bondage every single day. People are in bondage all over the world. Wars. Physical wars are caused by spiritual battles. Um, you know, uh, different things that are happening in our world today, there, there's bound to be something spiritual behind mm. it. Not everything, but um, I would say I would say a handful of things are spiritually related. Um, and so the more we know about the spiritual realm, the better equipped we are about the spiritual realm, the more we have, uh, more tools we have to be able to fight it uh, with knowledge and wisdom rather than through ignorance. Come on. Yeah. That's super good. That's super good. So kind of going on to going forward with that. Yeah. Um, I would just like to share my own definition of what the spiritual realm is. And so the spiritual realm just in, in, basic terms is the place where we cannot really see, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's what where the heavens are, it's where hell is, mm-hmm. right? It's places where it's places where we may have encounters with, but we cannot willingly go in and enter it at our disposal at any different time. Mm-hmm. Now there's different ways that it's activated and we'll get into that a little bit later through the gift of prophecy, through those different types of things. Mm-hmm. Although there are only a few people in the Bible that were able to have these super, super radical encounters with the spiritual realm that left them changed from then on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> the spirit world or the spirit realm, um, through the, the definition of spiritualism, which is very related to like New Age beliefs, is... Um, is the world or realm inhabited by spirits, both good or evil, of various spiritual manifestations. Mm. So, I mean, that's a pretty accurate definition of what the spirit realm is, but I, it's so much more than that, you know? Um, how the Bible defines the spirit realm is simplified by one popular verse in Ephesians 6. For our struggle is not against flesh or blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of this 
darkness. Some translation says this present darkness, like it's pretty relevant to what's mm. going on today. Um, and it says against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. So we have two aspects right there of the spiritual realm already. Spiritual forces, which are like angels, demons, God, man, mm. and we have um, the evil in the heavens. And so there is, there, it's a separation between earth of something physical and something spiritual. So there's the heavens and then there's the earth. There's spiritual and then there's physical. Come on. That's super good. And so as you guys probably know, but if you don't know, Brian and I are both a part of Hungry Generation Church here in Pasco, Washington, where we come against the spiritual powers, these rulers, these different evil forces that are operating in people um, Mm. almost every week, honestly. (laughs) So what we have added to our services is a time of ministry where deliverance can break out. And you may ask, what is deliverance? Deliverance is the exorcism of demons out of people. Mm -hmm. It is literally the prayer and the command of casting out of demons out of people. And that is how the spiritual realm was opened up to my eyes. It was through deliverance, through a different factor. Once I witnessed it, once I've been a part of it, mm-hmm. uh, God has really brought me into uh, an amazing journey of opening my spiritual eyes and how, what part we play in that. Amen. My my uh, spiritual journey, or my spirit, like my journey in the spiritual realm of knowing what the spiritual realm is, also started with deliverance. Um, I remember the first time I witnessed deliverance. It was on a, um, I do believe it was a Sunday night. Um, my friend at the time, Lena, she uh, she invited me to a, a Sunday night service. So. What it was is that it was after our Race to Deliver conference, and we had a separate service for the volunteers Mm. and the uh, immediate congregation. Um, And so it was a special service. I technically was not supposed to be there because I wasn't a member and I wasn't a volunteer. But my friend, she dragged me in and she was like, you're coming. I'm like, okay. I hadn't been introduced to prophecy. I hadn't been introduced to deliverance before. I was brand spanking new to the whole thing. I actually don't think I was fully surrendered to God yet. Mm. I haven't, I hadn't laid my life down on the altar yet. And I remember, I remember I was, I was sitting in the back with her and we were just watching as um, Apostle John Chi was just laying hands on people and they were just falling to the ground. Mm. Like, you know, like no one's business. Right. And, um, and, you know, eventually it came to Lena's turn and, and, you know, uh, she went through deliverance and then um, and then I got up there and I fell to the ground. Um, I didn't feel a thing. You know, I felt like I was laying on pillows mm. um, and I felt for the first time true peace. Come on. And that's when I knew that I had a touch from the Lord. Amen. That's when that's that was my first experience with the spiritual realm. Something spiritual came and put peace the peace that surpasses all understanding mm. that the Bible talks about, that was resting on me. And it was it was so awesome. It was so beautiful. Amen. Yeah. Amen, amen. So going to our first point, it's called the spiritual realm is real. Mm-hmm. And so just like the the Wikipedia definition, it talks about how there are, you know, angels and there are demons, there are good spirits, there are evil spirits. And so um, we see that in... In Scripture, of course, obviously in Ephesians 6, but 
I like to refer also to um, Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, where it talks about how Jesus Christ's victory on the cross, it did so much more mm. than what people like to give credit for. Now, it did. he was the ultimate sacrifice, of course. Right. But also with that, in Colossians, it talks about how through his victory over the cross, it actually publicly shamed the mm. spiritual rulers and authorities, Come pretty on. much disabling them for the rest of eternity dismembering them and we yes. are now able to continue to walk in triumph and victory over them right and because so when he died right it talks about how he was on a mission while he was not here right he went and he stole the keys from the devil yeah and that's when he talks about the gates of hell will not prevail Amen. against god's people anymore right and so with that and then he ascended and that that crippled the devil and now this is not scriptural, but when people have certain encounters with God, there are revelations. And what you can see, what is pretty obvious when it comes to the New Testament and the story of Jesus, is that if the devil knew <laughs> that, that Jesus' path and vision of what he had to accomplish from the get-go was to disable him, he would not have caused all of this deceit and all of this strife against Jesus that actually brought him to the crucifixion. Right. And so, but with that, you know, obviously is the interaction between the spiritual realm, the realness of light and darkness and how it involves the earth as well. And so, yes, the spiritual realm is very real. It is light and darkness, good and evil. I just want to share this one testimony before we get into a into our next point about how in context, how you can interact with the spiritual realm and how it has became real. So I have shared my testimony. Why not share another testimony about the second part of it, of the darkness side. Mm. And so the darkness side of the spiritual realm. So this can be, and we're going to get into this a little bit later in depth, but light and dark. So light is, of course, hearing from God, right? Mm. Light is, is, how you interacted with it is through the will of God. Darkness is opposing the will of God to enter that spiritual realm, right. which is the demons and different stuff. And through that, how people have encounters with that usually is through, uh, it can be drug usage. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we're going to go deeper into that. But that is how people experience the spiritual realm, mm -hmm. even before they become believers, or even if they never come, become believers, is through right. those different types of psychedelics and those different types of drugs. Right, and that even proves the point more that the spiritual realm is real. It, it, it's not only something that Christians deal with. It's not only something that believers deal with. It's something that everyone, despite their belief, deals with. Even atheists who don't believe in any God um, experience the spiritual realm almost on a daily basis. You know, um, you can have, um, if someone who is a non-believer can also have like dreams and, and visions, but they don't know where it's coming from. You know, and so, there, you know, there's people out there like, and that's where like psychics come from. And like, you know, they're getting these visions and they're getting these prophecies. Where are they coming from? They're not just coming out of thin air. They're being fed by something and it's spiritual. Yep. That's so good. New age, right? Right. The spiritual realm and what we're seeing is the movement of the interest in spirituality, which it is a blessing, but it's also a curse about the same time, right? right? Is if you're on this journey to become more spiritual, 
yes, there are paths that show you the light and darkness, mm. but also um, there are times where people don't realize that there is a good and evil, that spirituality is just, it's neutral when it's right. not, it's not neutral. Yep. And so that's what we're trying to expose tonight, that the spiritual realm is real and there's a light and a dark side. I love how you said that because there are polar opposites, and but the, the neutral zone is even more of a lie of the enemy. Because what does the enemy want you to believe? That it is yeah. neutral, that it is just normal. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, compared to a human's perspective on thing on on things, the spiritual realm is absolutely not normal. It's very complex it's out there right mm -hmm. but it's real nonetheless yep. um so i love how you said that and uh the fence belongs to the devil so get off it come on come on <laughs> our um our second truth going into this is the second truth of the spiritual realm before there was anything physical there was something spiritual um now what we're talking about here is very specific. We're talking about the creation. So in Genesis, we see that everything we see was created from nothing. God spoke it into existence. In Genesis 1, verse 1 through 2, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, the earth didn't have any shape, and it was empty. There was darkness over the surface of the waves, and at that time, the spirit of the living God was hovering over the waters. Come on. So what, we, what we're picturing from this is that there was absolutely nothing. There was just pure darkness. And from that, he spoke, he breathed, he, he just created everything into existence from absolutely nothing. He just formed it into existence. And we know that God is a spiritual being, is his spiritual force. Um, and so... We, he's taking something spiritual and making something physical that we can see, touch, feel into existence. We, we can smell things. So we, we, he created our five senses to be able to experience things uh, physically, but there's something on the other side of that that's spiritual that we can only experience um, when, when we're opened to that. Mm. Yeah. That's good. And so, yeah, that's super good. And I like how you touched on it, right? So God created the heavens and the earth, right? Um, but he started with the heavens, mm -hmm. um, which is a part of the, the aspect of the division between the heavens and the earth. Yeah. Now, God's intention was for them to be in communion together, mm -hmm. right? That's where, that's what his desire was for Adam and for Eve, is right. to stay in that constant communion with them. But unfortunately, because of their sin, he had to separate himself from that. Mm -hmm. And we see that um, that because that sin, it takes away holiness, right? And so that's so literally, they were not able to to then be in his presence because of because of what they did, because of their they. Now we are spiritual beings, right? We have a spirit, but when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have the Holy Spirit. We have Christ in us, which allows us to then go into the holies of holies, right? Um, to connect with Him, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Although um, there's a separation before we get there, right? And I like to think about when it comes to the separation between the physical and the spiritual is, is Moses. Mm -hmm. And we're going to mention Moses of uh, Moses a few different times tonight, mm. but I talk about, I, what, what comes to me is I'm in Exodus right now. I'm reading Exodus and it Fine. talks about how 
you know, how, how God speaks to Moses and he says, Hey, bring everyone, you know, bring everyone around this mountain. He says, but don't let them touch the mountain mm. because if they touch the mountain, they'll die. And it talks in it. And he says, cause I will come over as a cloud and then rest upon this mountain. Right. Mm. And then speak to his people. Um, but God is holy. Right. And his holiness would literally would have killed them if, he, if they came too close. Right. Um, and so, but, and that's what's amazing about receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is because you are already then able to communicate with God on a spiritual level. Right. Um, something actually, before we, before we go on, first of all, if you guys are still with us, Come on. comment down in the chat. Um, let us know that you're watching and that you're enjoying this broadcast. Please share it and like, like, click that thumbs up button. Make sure it's blue, sparkling blue, um, before we go on uh, because that helps the algorithm uh, broadcast this live stream out to multiple people. Amen. So, but before we move on, I wanted to make a point very clear. Um, for us, us as believers, us as Christians, um, we are not able to um, fully engage spiritually uh, without the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit was given to us for a reason, to be able to reconnect us to the Father, right? And he also came as a helper. Why do we need help? Um, well, first of all, we need help physically, right, in our everyday life. So, you know, what what's to do with some extra help? Like, we love it. But the real help that the Holy Spirit brings is to help us navigate spiritually, is to help us fight against those principalities, fight against those demons through deliverance, uh, to help us heal, to help us, um, you know, reach out to people, lay hands on people, and, and, and the Spirit moves through us to heal those people. It's not by our power, but by the power that moves within us, right? And so I want to make that point very clear is that without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of things. Um, and the Holy Spirit is really what grounds us when we're, when we're, uh, um, active, act, when we're acting in the spiritual realm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So point yeah. number three, um, you know, the war is happening in the spirit realm. There mm -hmm. is a war, right? We see this in a couple different places. So in Ephesians 6, which we've already touched on a little bit, we touched about, about the fight against the principalities, but also in Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God and how, how each piece of that armor is vital to, to, to protect us against the enemy, mm. right? Yep, so good. Um, when it comes to the shield of faith, right? The shield of faith, you put up, you bring it up so that you can block the fiery darts of the enemy. Those could be intrusive thoughts, which we're going to pray against tonight. Those can be, yeah, lies. Those can be a lot of different things. A fiery darts, it doesn't have to be specific as intrusive thoughts. It can be any type of attack um, that the enemy is trying to throw at you. Mm. But pick up that shield of faith and mm. allow yourself to be protected by the armor of God. It's not the armor of man. It's the armor of God, which, is meant in the, which was meant and created in the spiritual realm to protect against the spiritual assignments and attacks right you can't you can't fight these principalities you can't fight these demons you can't fight these spiritual forces that are at work with anything physical yep except for your voice 
that's the only thing really physical and the Bible, of course. And the Word and, of God. And the Word of God. But that was breathed. Come on. That was breathed in, into existence, right? Yes. And so even, even that was spiritual before it became physical. But we have to understand that the only, the only really two things that are physical that we can fight with um, by ourselves is the physical Word. And, and our voice, our voice carries power. But the reason for the armor of God is that these are spiritual, um, you know, things that we need to put on in order to war, wage war against spiritual forces. Otherwise, we we would be utterly destroyed, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and so another example of when it comes to bringing exposure to how the spiritual realm, there is a war happening. So in Daniel, mm-hmm. it talks about how um, I believe it is Michael um, who was sent to to be a messenger of God, and as he was traveling down, you know, to to meet Daniel, where he's as to give the message from God, he was then he was then um, he then came against the prince of Persia, and that's how it says, mm-hmm. right? But this is an angelic being who's coming against the prince of Persia, and so. With that, it's not a physical prince of Persia, right? It's the principality over Persia that right. he's battling against. So that shows that even God's angels are battling the principalities that are over the regions. Mm. And so those are just a couple different examples of bringing reality that there is a war happening, that there has been a war happening. and But the thing is, right, is that Jesus Christ has won the war. We may go into battle. But the overall war has already been won. Right. Amen. But the battles are still happening, right? Right. And so with that, we put the armor of God on for every battle. Amen. Knowing and acknowledging that we've already been victorious in it. Amen. Come on, somebody. Um, Let's go on to number four. The spirit realm can be experienced. So this is this is a good truth um, because um, uh, the spiritual realm can be experienced in a lot of different ways. Um, the first way uh, that we can experience the the spiritual realm is through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Now this is on the side of of being a believer, of being a Christian, of being a follower of Jesus. Is that we are given gifts of the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit, and these gifts allow us to um, to. Uh, work in in spiritual ways. So, for example, uh, the gift of prophecy. Um, that's that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it allows us to um, to be in alignment with with God's word and um, and speak what He's speaking for for the people or for that for that person that you're ministering to. It allows for um, God to speak through you through the Holy Spirit in you and then out, and you're just a vessel. And so the gift of prophecy is being able to hear the voice of God clearly to where you can then speak that word out um, into existence. That's good. Well, another place where we see how the spirit realm can be experienced is in Acts chapter 2 during the time of Pentecost, right? Mm-hmm. And so through that, people were, people were, were encountered by the Holy Spirit, that the fire God came, that the wind of the fire, and they were then... They were then all taken over with a, with a new language that they all started speaking in new languages, yeah. um, which is now what we what we say, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, right? Mm-hmm. That there's these languages, angelic languages that we have now given to be able to, to be able to then to then have a connection with our spiritual father, which is another way how the spiritual realm, how we can experience it now today, right. which is absolutely amazing. Because this is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the speaking in tongues, that we're able to to activate really in any time. 
you know, once you acknowledge that the living water is already inside of you and that all it has to do is flow out of you, Amen. it's with that realization and with that standing in faith that we have a father that only knows how to give good gifts and he's mm-hmm. not going to give you anything bad that's going to really torment you or torture you, right? That's yeah. not going to count doubt or deceit that when you have that understanding, you're able to then connect with him really at any different time. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it talks about how the speaking in tongues is to edify yourself. Mm. And so when you are feeling distraught, when you are feeling unworthy, mm. this is when it's a good time to then pray in your spiritual language, to then connect with God the Father, to connect with the Holy Spirit, to connect with Jesus so that you may be edified and you may mm. be renewed and praying and speaking in that tongues to have that renewed supernatural spiritual energy to be able to move forward for whatever the mm. enemy's thrown at you or to move forward to whatever you are fighting for against your flesh. Mm. Mm. That's good. It's good. Another uh, another way we can we can experience or that the spiritual realm w- can be experienced. There, there's multiple. Um, stories throughout the bible where this spiritual realm was experienced like for example in um in second kings uh we see that um elisha um elisha was uh, there was a battle happening and the and his servant uh he told his servant to or he prayed, prayed to the lord for his servant's eyes to be opened that he may see so the lord opened his eyes as in second kings chapter 6 Verse 14 through 17, it says, Then Elijah prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, what they're talking about is that there was horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha and around these these other people it was something spiritually that the servant was seeing and so when it talks about the lord opening his eyes it was actually opening up his spiritual eyes so that's a common term that we use you know through you know us charismatics but um just in general i guess when when you ask for god to open up your spiritual eyes it's it's for him to open up your eyes to the things of god to the things of the holy spirit um and uh, another example is when um elijah called down fire from from heaven uh supernaturally um to burn up all that wood that was drenched in water so that the prophets of uh, prophets Ball. of Baal, Ball, mm-hmm. um would would be you know uh um they would know the true power of god right exactly and boy did that wood catch fire it was like it was it was great. It was awesome. I I wish I w- would have been there to see it, honestly. Um, but Elijah really showed those prophets um, who was boss and who who was their god for sure. But that's an example, um, a great example of how the spiritual was seen, experienced. Now let's go on the dark side, if you will. Um, let's take a stroll down the rabbit hole. So um, the dark side um, of the spiritual realm can be experienced as well, um, not just by Christians, you know, in in some circumstances, but by anybody, anybody can experience this. And a common way the dark side of the spiritual realm is experienced is, like Casey said before, through drugs. Um, I personally have a testimony about that. Um, So there was one time that um, I was, uh, I took 
um, edibles and I was high. And um, we, I experienced a spiritual um, vision of that. And so um, what happened is that, and someone was there to witness this, I actually manifested a demon um, while, while that was happening. And the demon actually told uh, the person that was with me and me, I was, I was conscious enough to see this and hear this. The demon said, this, um, he told me about my spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gave me and that um, I, I am here to prevent him from using it. Mm. So I manifested a demon that was placed by, by the devil um, to prevent me from walking in the spiritual gift that the Holy Spirit um, placed upon my life. And that was the first time I really experienced the spiritual realm on, you know, th- via um, a non-ungodly way. Mm. Um, and I am not encouraging it whatsoever. This is just a testimony saying that I have experienced that and um, that, uh, you know, the per- the preferred way, the godly way of experiencing the the spiritual realm is through the Holy Spirit and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's so good. Yeah, and so I'm sure a lot of us have heard of Joe Rogan and the different types of drugs that he takes. Now, I can't name the specific drug that he takes, but um, a lot of you may know our, our brother Everett Roth, who, who dealt a lot with with new age mm-hmm. um and is really bringing a lot of exposure to it and how the enemy uses it to yeah. even pull christians into it but he talks about in depth about what that drug that joe rogan uses about it takes you on this spiritual journey that almost that that takes you so far out of the physical realm and so far into the spiritual realm mm-hmm. that honestly that there is sometimes that it brings a permanent dissatisfaction mm-hmm. with this world so right. in in instead of being able on, to ever reach a type of contentment mm. here on earth, you're at this continuous discontentment with right. this physical realm. So you have to continue to use this drug over and over and over again. Um, and different psychedelics have this power to go and do that as well. And so with that, we can see how the enemy uses that, right? And so if you have this continuous discontentment mm. with this physical world, and maybe if you do believe that there's a no higher power, how do you get there faster? It's through suicide, right? And with that, it's suicide. It's not ever the, not ever what we want for our brothers and sisters, Amen. you know, in Christ, but also our brothers and sisters who are just amongst the earth, right? right. Who, who are living here. We want to allow the Holy Spirit in. We want to preach the gospel. We want to reach them so that they may have the opportunity to find the true joy of the Lord. Amen. So that any type of drug that drug that they may have been really bound to, when they experience the Holy Spirit, He can renew it and He can repair that permanent discontentment with the joy of the Lord supernaturally. Mm-hmm. And so if you have, if you've come up come across this video. And if you are struggling with this permanent discontentment and you feel like the only way you can ever get true joy or true just feelings, that any way you can feel again is through the use of drugs, I just want to tell you right now that you do, that there is a God out there, yeah. the God, that you are created in His image. And if you give your life to Him, you then become a child of His. Amen. And with that, 
you can receive the joy of the Lord that will bring you mm-hmm. more satisfaction, Come more on. peace, more joy, happiness than what you can ever even imagine. Come on, that's so good. That's so good. Drugs is literally the devil's replacement for the Holy Spirit. Just pointing out there. I mean, drugs get you access to a spiritual realm. Um, drugs give you a, a temporary satisfaction, and then it dies away, and it creates an addiction, um, which pulls you back into it cycle after cycle after cycle. But with the Holy Spirit, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we have access to the spiritual realm for good and godly reasons to be able to reach the lost and to fight the war that's going on there with the authority that we're given. But also, like Casey said, we're given the joy of the Lord. And that is a permanent satisfaction. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this segues perfectly into our next truth. So Casey, take over. The spirit realm requires discernment. Yes, so the spirit realm requires discernment. So we've touched on a couple different things already that that the spirit realm can be entered through drugs, through the Mm -hmm. use of drugs. And so... There is discernment that comes to the spiritual realm. And so they're one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the discerning of spirits. And so when it comes to that, the discerning of spirits, when you have opened the doors to the devil that invites darkness in, mm. you need to be able to take a step back. And if you're a believer, take a step back and say, wait, hold on a sec. I know that the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. Yeah, yeah. Am I dealing with a man's spirit? Mm. Am I dealing with the Holy Spirit? Mm. Or am I dealing with an evil spirit? Right. And when it comes to this discernment, because, and and we can raise our hand right here, that we have opened doors in the past that has allowed darkness to seep in and attack us in the spiritual realm. Now with that, it is even more important to walk in this discerning of spirits. Mm-hmm. Okay, am I dealing with right now? Is this a flesh thing? Which, it's just all about praying to God. Is this the flesh thing? Is this the Holy Spirit revealing something to me? Or is this an evil spirit attacking me? Right. And so when you go into this mindset, you are able to to have clarity on things that you, that would have brought you confusion later. Mm. You were able to speak clarity into places in your life that cause fogginess and discontentment. And so what I also like to touch on when it comes to discernment and discerning of spirits is bringing the reality that the devil has the power to do counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders. Yep. When it comes to a couple different examples of that, when Moses and Aaron went to the Pharaoh after they got a word from the Lord, after the God after God spoke to them, mm-hmm. he says, you will throw down your staff and it will become a snake. And then Pharaoh asked his sorcerers to do the same thing. And it happened. They did. They were able to do it. Although God's power, the snake that was created through the Holy Spirit, through God's power, then consumed the other snakes that were created by Mm. Pharaoh's sorcerers, right? Mm. So this shows that even that the devil has the ability to counterfeit miracle signs and wonders, but God's power reigns supreme. Come on, somebody. And then also there's another example that I love to touch on, and that is the example of when it comes to fortune telling. 
So fortune telling, as we see in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 to 18, it talks about how Paul and Silas were followed by a woman who had a a spirit of python, a spirit of divination, which was used for fortune telling. Mm -hmm. And this is what fortune telling is used. It's, It's having a demon be able to tell you about different type of things about people's future, about these different stuff. And how that's achieved is through monitoring spirits. Now, I'm not going to go really deep into monitoring spirits right now, but I will say that there is power Mm -hmm. and life and death and power in the tongue, right? Whatever you speak, whatever you write down, there are monitoring spirits that are taking note of these different things. So be careful about what you allow out of your mouth because the devil can then use it against you. Right. But what we do see is that when there is a prophetic word released, that is completely in tune with the will of God that pierces someone's heart way deeper in a sense of what a fortune telling demon, because you have a demon, which is an evil spirit, but then you have the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. which is a part of the Trinity Come on. that is Jesus in us, Christ in us that shines straight through Amen. all, all the dirtiness, all the poison to Amen. pierce even the hearts of the unbeliever. Amen. And that shows the true power of discernment. It shows the true power that God's power is way more powerful than the devil's. Amen. Come on, somebody. If you guys are being blessed by this teaching and by this discussion, drop that fire emoji in the chat. I know it's just a few of you, but God bless you that you're watching. And please share this with your friends and family on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you want to. Just drop that link and uh, go ahead and like and share. Um, but guys, I want to uh, share one one more verse uh, when it comes to the spirit realm requires discernment, and that is First Timothy four one. It says, "Now the Spirit expressly says that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons." I'm going to reword this uh, the scripture to kind of fit more relevant. Uh, for relevant years. And that is, now the Holy Spirit expressly says that in these times, some will depart the church and the body of Christ by devoting themselves to deceitful pastors, to deceitful preachers, ministers of the word, and teachings of demons. So teachings of demons, not through like you know, you can you can be taught by a demon through through uh, like those like drugs. You can you can you can have experience with demons that teach you things, um, but you can also experience demons through uh, through ministers that were uh, that are either being oppressed or that they're you know diving into ungodly spiritual things um, and being misled, and some of these people might might not know they're being misled. They might they may think that they're teaching the truth, the true gospel, but they're not. And so we're given that spirit of discernment and that discerning of spirits for a reason. It's a gift of discernment, and I and I fully believe it's given to all believers because we really need it, especially in these end times or close to the end times where, you know, Pastors are being led astray all the time. Ministers are being led astray all the time. You have false prophets, false teachers running rampant. And we need to have that discernment to be able to know what the true gospel is, which is in the word. Come on. So one the rule of thumb is when you hear something, cross-references, 
cross-reference it with the Bible, with the true word. Because if it's not in alignment with that, don't touch it. Don't uh, ingest it. Don't hear it. Don't see it. Move on. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this content and that it touched you in some way. Please leave a review. All feedback is good feedback. And we will see you next week.